Hello and welcome back to this Car Seed Beautiful Purpose. I am your host, Derry Cox. Thank you for joining me for yet another episode. I am recording this episode from Chicago, Illinois. Um, I've been here for a few months now and I will be <laughs> for um, for as long as needed. <laughs> so I'm just going to leave that there. Um, New York still is my favorite city, but there are some things that um, changed in my life and this is where I am right now. And Chicago is an amazing, amazing city. I love it. Um, there's going to be much more detail sharing with you as far as uh, being here in Chicago on um, several projects and a lot of the good stuff. But um, I want to continue. I hope everybody is staying safe. Everybody is staying prayed up and you continue to wash your hands and continue to uh, build on that personal relationship with God. I will never stop telling you to do that because I think it's one of the most important relationship you'll ever have. And it helps um, with your other relationships. Our personal relationship with God really helps with every other relationship that you may have in your life. Um, continuing on um, on my uh, episodes and my series of understanding the purpose and power of prayer, um, I'm talking about cultivating the God kind of faith. Faith is so important and we need to have faith in God. We trust in him. And so I'm just going to go right ahead and dive in. There's a positive faith and there's a negative faith. Both come by the same means, by what we listen to and believe. Uh, we learn what it means to prepare our hearts, right, to enter God's presence so we can eliminate obstacles to unanswered prayer and be effective in God's purposes. Um, I want to examine another reason why our prayers may fail to work. It may be because we often have the wrong kind of faith. I didn't say that we lack faith. I said we have the wrong kind of faith. Understanding the, the different kinds of faith and how faith functions are key preparations for prayer. Everyone lives by faith, right? Every day you and I live by faith. In fact, everyone lives by faith when we read in the Bible, the just shall live by faith, Romans 1.17, right? And Galatians 3.11. We have to define what the Bible means by this statement because faith of some kind is working in our lives, right? Whether we are aware of it or not. If we are going to do any kind of business with God, we need to be able to function in the faith the Bible speaks of. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews 11:6. Many of us were taught that faith is necessary. However, we usually were taught how to obtain the faith that is pleasing to God, right? First, how do we define faith in general terms? What is faith? The New Testament word faith comes from the Greek word pistis, and that's spelled P-I-S-T-I-S, which simply means belief or confidence, right? Having faith means believing and having confidence in the words that you hear. It is believing in something that is not seen as though it is already a reality, and then speaking it and expecting it until it manifests itself. Everyone lives by this definition of faith, and people usually receive exactly what they have faith for. Why? Men and women were created in God's image to operate in the same way he does, through words of faith. 
for he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood form. Psalms 33.9. God created, right, by believing in the reality of what he would create before he saw its manifestation. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed, was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Hebrews 11.3. God not only spoke words to create things, but he even uses words to keep the universe running, right? Hebrews 1.3 says, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. God sustains everything by the power of his word. He spoke and the universe came into being. He keeps on speaking and this keeps the universe going. The principle is this, right? When you ask for something in prayer, you have to start speaking about it as if it already exists. Moreover, you have to keep on speaking in order to see its manifestation. Then when it comes, it is not enough to receive it from God. You have to be able to keep what God has blessed you with. You have to be able to keep what God has, you know, blessed you with, right? How do you keep it? By speaking it. When the devil tries to steal it, you are to say, no, faith brought this to me. Faith keeps it mine. This belongs to me. This is why when you lose anything to the Lucas, you can see Joel 2, 25 to 26, you can still get it back. When you receive something from God according to his promise, you obtain the title deed to it. If Satan steals what you have received from God, who has the title deed? You do. That means you still own the property even though he has possession of it. Think about something that you know you received from God but have since lost. You can appropriate the promise that says everything the locust has eaten, God will restore. Then you can use your faith to start expecting it. Every time you speak of it, it will get closer. And when it comes back, it will come back multiplied in some form or the other. The devil loses out if he steals what God has given us because God will multiply it back to us. If you expect what God has promised, it will come. If you don't expect it, it will not come. The word of faith. In Romans, we read, but the righteous that is by faith says, the word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. Romans 10, 6, 8. What is this passage referring to? The word of faith. Where is it? It is near you. It is in your mouth and it is in your heart. I think the word near has to do with what you are listening to when you turn on the television. Words of faith, that is, words that create the raw material for your belief are near you. The same thing is true when people talk to you, right? This means that the person sitting next to you is very influential. What he or she says to you goes into your ears. Your ears are the gateway to your heart and out of the out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks, Matthew 12, 34. What you say is a reflection of what is in your heart, of what you believe. You will likely have what you say because God has given you the same ability he possesses, creative expression through your words. Just as God created his world with his words, so you can create your world with your words. Again, every word is a word of faith. Faith is belief in action. In fact, faith is the greatest element in advanced civilization. What do I mean by this? 
Human fate has given birth to great achievements and still does. Nothing in the world is more powerful than belief. All the people in the world who have ever dealt with human development agree with this fact. Why? Because belief creates your life and that's what fate is. Believing things that you haven't yet seen to the point you act on them until they come into being. It is through faith that people experience personal growth and success. This is a crucial truth for us to remember, right? Faith is active belief. It is a belief combined with expectation and action. Have you ever expected to fail and then failed? That is fate. You expect you are not going to get a loan and so you talk yourself out of it on the way to the bank. You tell yourself all the reasons why you can't get it. You preach this to yourself so that you say, there's no use in my going, but let me try it anyway. What, when you don't get it, you confirm your belief by saying, just as I expected. I believe that sometimes God doesn't answer our prayers because he understands how powerful the principle of faith is and knows that what we're asking for wouldn't be good for us. Perhaps. You have been asking God to speak to you for a long time. Many of us have prayed this way. Oh God, speak to me. Tell me this. Tell me that. And direct me in this. Oh Lord, I don't hear your voice anymore. You don't speak to me. We are passionate about wanting God to speak to us. The book of James says that the righteous man is quick to listen, slow to speak. James 1.19. In other words, we can talk too much about the wrong things. Right? God doesn't answer us because he doesn't want us to have what is not right for us. God wants us to talk to him. However, he wants us to pray in a way that reflects the faith that he gives because such prayer is based on his good purposes for us. We have to have the good, the, the God kind of faith. You know, I've talked about the principle of how, how faith works. Right. I want you to notice the qualifications Paul gave in Romans 10. He said, the word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith we are proclaiming, Romans 10, 8. Paul said that the word of faith he wanted to plant in believers' hearts was the one he was preaching, the one given by God, right? One of the most important illustrations in the Bible concerning faith and prayer is found in Mark. Um, it, sa it says, the, the next day as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing the distance of fig tree in leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And, and his disciples heard him say it. Mark 11, 12 to 14. What did Jesus do? He used words. What kind of words did he use? Words of faith. Remember that faith is active belief. When he spoke to the tree, he actively believed that the tree would die, right? Did you know there was a scientific proof of the power of the spoken word? I once saw a natural, National Geographic program on television that described how plants grow. It reported on the study of the difference between speaking positively to plants and speaking negatively to them. In one experiment, people told plants positive things such as, you are beautiful, you are growing so well, the plants flourish. With a different group of plants, people said, you are withering, you are ugly, and similar negative words. The plants wilted. What happened to the tree Jesus spoke to? In the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. 
Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed is withered. Mark 11, 20 to 21. Um, most translations give Jesus' reply as half-fading God. Yet this is not the way it was written in the original Greek. Its literal translation is have the God kind of faith. What you hear creates faith for what you are hearing. Then you speak it and it happens to you. That is why Jesus said that if we want to operate as he does, we have to have the God kind of faith. I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, go, throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Mark 11, 23 to 24. The Bible says faith comes by hearing. Romans 10, 17. Faith doesn't just initially come by hearing. It continues to come by continually hearing. If you listen to the teaching for one hour and then you listen to negative talk for two hours, you're going to have faith for the negative. Faith comes from the word that is near you. That is why I'm careful about the company I keep. I want to be around people who speak words that produce the faith of God because this is the kind of faith we are to have. Not people who say, I believe in God, but, 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 or, you know, we need to be aware, continue that there are other kinds of faith all around us besides the God kind of faith. I encourage you to check the company you're keeping. Check what you're listening to and to whom you're listening. Check the books you read, the music you listen to, the movies and the videos you watch, and the church you attend, because you will become what you listen to and speak what you hear. I can almost tell the kind of company a person has been keeping by what he is saying and the way he's acting. He might have previously demonstrated a certain attitude and then suddenly change. It has been listening to somebody, right? God faith comes by his word. And how do you, how do we obtain the God kind of faith? Remember that Romans 10, 8 says, the word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. Again, whatever is in your heart comes out of your mouth. We could define heart in this instance as the subconscious mind. It's where you store everything you've been listening to. Again, what comes out of your mouth creates your world because you are just like God in the way you function. Whatever you speak has the power to happen. I want you to remember the truth, this truth, because it is going to be the biggest test of your faith. What do you say in the midst of trouble? What do you say when there is adversity? What do you say when things are not going the way you want them to? What you have been listening to will come out of your mouth because that is what is in your heart. This is why it is so important to have a constant diet of the word constant diet of the word of God so that it will get down into your heart. It will nourish your heart so that when you experience troubles, the word is what will come out of your mouth and you will create what the word says. Paul said the word that is near you is the word of faith. We are proclaiming that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans 10, 8, 9. How is a person saved? By confessing with the mouth 
and believing in the heart. Being born again is difficult for some people to understand because they think there has to be a feeling connected with the supernatural activity of God. In other words, they say, I prayed this prayer, but I don't feel anything. That is where they are in error. The Bible says that if a person wants to be saved, he needs to believe and speak, not feel. It is interesting that the Bible tells us what to say in order to be saved. It doesn't leave it up to us to be saved. A person must say with their mouth, Jesus is Lord. We say, God can't. I do something more exciting than that. How about having a light shine down from heaven? How about having me fall down and shake or something? Don't tell me to just talk. Yet God says, that's how faith works. When you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, that's when salvation occurs. I want you to understand this truth, though, because it is crucial to your life and your prayers. Your salvation came by the confession of your mouth, that the belief in your heart, when you confess your faith to the Lord Jesus, he actually, in reality, without doubt, became your Lord in the light of of this truth, consider the following. If you are born again by your words, if you can be kept out of hell and go to heaven by your words, if there is that much power in what you say, what effect are the rest of your words you speak having on you? People say things like, I'm catching hell on earth. And they're probably right. They said it. So the fire was turned up a little bit more. You can be positively or negatively affected by what you say and believe. How does this principle apply to prayer? What you keep saying the most is what you will receive. If you pray for something and then you start saying the opposite, you will get what you say. Let's look more closely at the statement, Jesus is Lord. Romans 10, 9. The word, the word Lord means proprietor, our owner. If we substitute the word owner for Lord, we can say that we are saved by confessing with our mouths, Jesus is my owner. He owns all of my life. Lock, stock, and barrel, body, mind, and spirit, past, present, and future. He owns my body. I can't take my body anywhere I want to any longer. He owns my mind. I can't put just anything I want to into my mind anymore. He owns my spirit. There's no room for the devil there. He owns my car. I can't use it to do anything negative or evil. He owns my house. I can't do anything immoral in it. In other words, if he is truly your Lord, then it will show up in your attitudes and actions. Um, in 1 Corinthians, it goes, You know that when you were pagans somehow or, or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, 1-2. So now let me connect that passage, right, to Romans 10. You are saved by confessing Jesus is Lord, and you cannot say this unless the Holy Spirit enables you. You cannot fake this confession, saying that Jesus is Lord, and then doing only what you feel like doing. If you say that Jesus is your Lord, but you aren't living as if he owns your life, you are insulting him. You probably know people who say they are believers, who claim they have accepted Christ as Lord, but whose lifestyle hasn't changed. They are still coveting, coveting, they're gossiping, they're lying, they're stealing, they're drinking, they're using drugs, or living in adultery. But then they go to church and take communion. They say that Jesus is their Lord, but they are not living 
by the Spirit of Christ. When you truly confess and believe, Jesus is my Lord, all heaven goes into action to make sure you receive the Holy Spirit because heaven recognizes the word of faith. After you make your confession, it needs to remain a reality in your life. You need to continue affirming, Jesus is my Lord. God knows if you are serious about your confession because only the Holy Spirit can confirm it. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. As the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame romans 10 10 11 when you say that jesus is your lord you have to trust that he truly is if you keep believing that and saying that the bible says you will not be ashamed you will not be made ashamed suppose you tell people i have confessed jesus my lord and i am a child of god they may say well how do you know that you're still the same person we always knew yet if you keep confessing and believing it you will not be made ashamed. They will see the difference in you. They're going to know something has happened. If you keep staying in his word and doing his word, he will truly become Lord of all areas of your life. I heard people say that Jesus is Savior, but not Lord in someone's life. I believe that is impossible. I think this is saying, this saying is more to the point. If Jesus is not lord of all then he's not lord at all you can't have him as savior and not lord because you won't be reflecting true belief in him right we are to be planted by his word let's connect this idea to prayer the principle the same principle applies if you believe what you pray if you ask god to make a way for you concerning a situation on your job or a relationship or an idea he's given you for a business if you confess and hold on to god's truth concerning your situation you will not be made ashamed for instance god has promised that if we live righteously and delight in his word we will be like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season whose leaf does not wear and that whatever we do will prosper. Psalms 1, 1 to 3. You can claim that scripture for yourself. I am like a fruitful tree planted by, a, by streams of water. My job is like a tree. My relationship is like a tree planted by rivers of water. It will bring forth promotion, reconciliation in season, and, and everything I do will prosper. If you say that in prayer and then you keep saying it and believing it, God says you won't be made ashamed concerning it. The first day you claim God's promises, people may start laughing at you and say, I haven't seen anything change in your life. The third day they may still laugh at you. Keep saying it and believing it. Don't. If God has promised it, he wants you to claim it. He says, you will not be made ashamed. In the end, you are the one who is going to be laughing with joy. However... You have to keep believing. This is why if you are a righteous person living by faith, you have to keep company with the same type of people. It's difficult to start believing and then spend most of your time around people who aren't living in faith because then you've, you begin to pick up their attitudes which will kill belief. The Bible says that Christ washes us by washing, by the washing of water, by the word. Christ of the church and give himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any blemish, but holy and blameless, Ephesians 5, 25, 27. 
In the Bible, water is used as a symbol of the Word of God. The tree mentioned in Psalm 1-3 is planted by streams of water. It is healthy and it yields fruit because it is near the water and can draw the water by its root. In the same way, you have to be connected to the Word of God so it can flow continuously into your life. Then you will uh, bear your fruit in its season. You might not see the answer to your prayer at the moment, but the season is coming because the Word is flowing into your life. Everyone who has been laughing at you, your trust in God, is going to see your fruit. Your season is on the way. You can say, I haven't seen any results yet, but there's fruit in the tree. How do you keep believing? You have to be planted. Plant yourself in a place where the word is prevalent and the people around you are continually speaking and living it. The more time you spend in the word, the more your mind is transformed. You keep thinking differently. When, when you are constantly around something, when you keep hearing it, it becomes a part of your heart. You start believing it and that belief is reflected in what you say. Then the fruits starts coming. Some of the things you're praying for right now have not been manifested because it is not yet your season. Therefore, between the seed prayer and the manifestation of the fruit, you have to stay on the riverbank, reading, meditating, speaking, living, breathing the word. Plant yourself in order to keep believing. You have to keep talking in the word. In fact, believers need to be river to be riverbanks to each other. Every time they see each other, they should build should build one another one another up with the word. One way we can do this is by speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Ephesians 5:19. We also have to remind each other to keep believing, even when the season hasn't yet arrived. Anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame, for there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. Romans 10, 11, Ephesians added, God blesses whom? All who call on him. Why? It is because of their faith. When you trust in God and believe what he has promised you, God says that he's going to vindicate you in the end. He's going to make you such a blessing that people are going to shake their heads and say, tell me about your God. Then you can pass along the word of faith to others. How then can they call on the one they have not believed? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? Romans 10, 14 to 15. Faith is a ministry that God releases. He sends the word of faith and he uses us to deliver it to others. So, you know, are we going to live in the reality? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. Again, all faith comes by hearing. There is, a, there is positive faith and there's negative faith. And both come by the same means. They come by what you listen to and believe. Faith, active belief. And expectation all come by what we hear. The word of God needs to be the foremost source we listen to. You can live in a society where everyone else is depressed and you are the only one who is happy. It is very possible. Christ did it for 33 years. People around him were depressed, but he was saying things like, Be of good cheer. Um, Matthew 14, 27, Mark 6, 50, John 16 to 33. Jesus told his disciples to be of a good cheer when they were in the midst of a bad storm at sea. Matthew 14, 
verses 22 to 33. Most people respond, you can't be serious. There's nothing to be cheerful about. There's a storm. The, the boat's breaking apart. The mass is toppling. We're sinking. And you say, be of good cheer. You can't be real. Re you can't see re reality, can you? Does that sound familiar? When you express faith, some people say you're not facing reality. We've been trained to think that reality is what we can see. Actually, though, the person who is not living in faith is that is the one who is not living in reality. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Hebrews 11.1 1. Faith is your title deed. A title deed is the evidence or proof of a person's legal ownership. Therefore, Faith is the proof of your ownership of what you are praying for. However, you must make sure you are exercising the God kind of faith. Jesus said, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. John 15, 7. In effect, he was saying, tell me what I tell you. The God kind of faith puts its full trust in God's word. When one of his disciples decided to give Jesus his own opinion, what was Jesus' response? From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, chief priests and teachers of the law, and that, her, that he must be killed on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God but the things of men. Matthew 16, 21 to 23. Jesus instantly rebuked Peter, telling him that he was not speaking the things of God. What was Jesus hearing? He was hearing Peter say something that contradict God's will. Therefore, he told Peter in essence, your words are contrary to mine. You are being a temptation to me. Peter was speaking something that was not of God. He was speaking the wrong language. It is interesting to know that Peter later referred to Satan as the adversary. 1 Peter 5.8, the Greek word for adversary means opponent. Satan is the one who speaks the opposite of God's word. We must be careful not to speak the wrong language by praying for something adverse to God's word. We also need to be careful not to listen to people who tell us what is contrary to the word or why something can't be done when God has said it can. Satan's goal is to feed you words contrary to God's word. Therefore, producing faith for destruction and death. Keep believing and talking about the goodness of God and the impossibilities that God can bring to pass. The Bible says God fulfills his word and calls things that are not as though they were. Romans 4, 17. Affirm in your heart. This is the beginning of a new lifestyle of faith for me. The God kind of faith. All prayer must be the prayer of faith. I'm going to pray right now. Heavenly Father, the Bible says the word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith. Romans 10, 8. We pray that we will place our trust in you and your word rather than the words of faith all around us that are contrary to your truth. Forgive us for spending more time dwelling on our own plans, ideas, scenario, analysis, and schemes that are taking your word into our hearts and living by it. Open the truth of your word to us and let us rely on you alone. We pray this in the name of Jesus, who is the living word. Amen. Thank you 
for listening to this car see your beautiful purpose i am Zari cox don't forget to check out my two books uh, this this cars i come with and the child within and the awakening port will will be out pretty soon um if all goes well with that that's been uh a little bit of delay but it should be out very very soon thank you so much for sharing these episodes thank you for uh listening and all for your amazing comments and your support i really do appreciate it until next time you are listening to Derry cox on the scars to your beautiful purpose